our heroes have adventured to Idrisil, to the Duat. But for now, they're not at their post. Instead, we've been overtaken by a bunch of really cool oh! DMs. <laughs> this is a break from Destiny DMs Roundtable. <laughs> playing myself today uh and also role of interviewer um i have managed to wrangle some incredibly talented games masters who i respect so much i'm very flustered that they're here i really hope i don't mess it up uh but we're gonna have a little intro one by one you may recognize some of them from previous podcast shout outs but uh i'm wasting time let's get going uh ariel would you like to introduce yourself yes uh i am ariel i you may know me from Deck of Many Aces, the the sister podcast to uh, RWD. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say we're, we're be- besties. Besties, besties, besties the podcast. besties, the girlfriend podcast, uh, <laughs> historical bestie podcast um, uh, to RWD, in which I play uh, Delphi, who is uh, a Grofolk warlock. Uh, I also have done a little short shop for Doma and. Uh, do all the graphic design for them, uh, as well as other bits and bobs around the internet. Um, yeah, you you've done a graphic design for my oh, podcast yeah. Driver. I did it's that. Awesome. Yeah, you did that. You did that cover art. Um, <laughs> and uh, would you? Would you uh, my pronouns are okay. she they. Nice. Should they? Should they? No. Um, <laughs> uh, we have. I'm quickly moving on. Uh, Hamilton, you're here. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I, I'm Hamilton. Uh, ha- pronouns he, him. Um, I am the GM and host of Dragon's Duel, which is a D&D game show and actual play series. And I'm also the co-host of the DM's Book Club, which is a D&D analysis sort of show, which is you can find on all good podcast locations. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you I do. do. Um, Izzy. Hi, that's me. That's my name. Uh, mm-hmm. I am Izzy Rebels. I am the primary GM of the Brain Adventures podcast, a TTRPG anthology series that covers many different types of tabletop role-playing games. We specialize in BIPOC and LGBTQ inclusivity in TTRPG spaces. And uh, my pronouns as a two-spirit mixed-race Native American are any and all pronouns. Woo. Uh, Seb. Oh, me? Hi, what's cooking? I'm Sebastian Riley from the Dice Center, pronouns are they, them. I'm the primary dungeon master slash head chef, uh, where we mostly play with uh, bi- BIPOC and LGBTQ plus players. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And Faisal? <laughs> Hello. Uh, hi, I'm Faisal Owo, DM on the Spice of Dice podcast. Um, it is a steampunk and western inspired campaign. Uh, I also do a spinoff podcast of that with the Spice Rack, where I just interview cool people. Um, oh, like like who? Who who could you have possibly interviewed oh my God, that previously? What a coincidence! One of them is right here, like Sebastian Ridley, right there. In who me? Or in Zoom space? Little old me. Little, little old them. Um, <laughs> our cast is mostly busy and well, well, old LGBT. <laughs> Mostly LGBTQ. Um, 
yeah, Muggle, check us out if you want to. Free will. <laughs> Yay. Oh, wait, she lay. I forgot um, pronouns. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. She <laughs> good. She lay. We good. Okay. So, uh, for the most ambitious crossover episode in history, uh, I am here to ask these incredible GMs some questions about uh, their relationship with TTRPG, the community, what their various projects mean to them and what they were inspired by. And this is mainly just my massive plug to try and get you to go to listen to all of these wonderful people because they are the coolest. Um, So, uh, I've had a little bit of a chat with the cast pre-recording, but... I have set out questions to ask each of our guests individually. Uh, other people are welcome to jump in. Um, for those at home, we have like a little raised hand emoji thing going on. So if I'm like, oh, you look like you want to talk, that's what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and then we have some wider questions to discuss as well. So if everyone is cool, we're going we're to get started. Yeah? Yeah? Ooh. Awesome. Yeah, so, let's do it. Um, Ariel, hello. Well, welcome to the show. Um, Already. (laughs) Sorry, I'm very nervous. Um, So as um, we chatted about a little previously, uh, Ariel does Decaminated with me, actual play podcast, actual asexuals. It's a real fun time. Um, But I kind of wanted to ask about that idea of starting a podcast from a specific sort of community basis. So... I know that we were all approached individually by our GM to sort of consider starting the show, the wonderful Ellie. You could go, should go check her out. But I wanted to ask, um, what sort of, firstly, your your motivations for accepting this invitation, and also how you really felt about a cast? Because we, when we started, we were sort of relative strangers when we started recording, and luckily we've all become very, very good friends. But I know that a lot of podcasts start from a place of. Uh, friendship and then an existing D&D group that is then recorded rather than a casting process. So I kind of wanted to ask about your experience with that. If you could talk a little bit about that for me. I think part of it is like I I played TTRPG for like a number of years before starting the podcast and we my friend originally was going to run a podcast, a D&D podcast anyway. Uh, but it cancelled because someone had to drop out. And I was like, oh, that's a shame, but that's fine. Uh, and then, like, Ellie contacted me, and I was like, yeah, I want to I play D&D with them. Uh, I am, like, perfectly happy to be part of the podcast and, like, do that stuff online. It feels nice to be able to, like... Uh, my brother said it really well, actually. It feels nice to be able to put something back into, like, the internet space when, like typically i'm not wildly involved in community stuff and that kind of thing but and like do take a lot from it but don't necessarily give as much back and it's even if it's something that kind of is just throwing something into the void it's nice to throw stuff into the void from time to time um uh, and yeah i think it was a weird thing doing it with people i had never met before like i was yeah, our world, our world building episode was, was I remember, quite yeah, awkward like, for all was, of us. It was all right. I think for me and Kate, it was slightly easier because we knew each other before that. Uh, but mm, it was yeah. still that thing of like you're you're trying to gauge how you're going to interact with these people, and like I knew you were going to be solid because Ellie liked you, but also, uh, Aww. like 
it, you, I didn't know whether we were going to vibe or like whether me and Chloe were going to vibe at all uh, until it happened and to, like and mm. it turned out to be great and like I I trust part of it was because Ellie knew what she was doing I think yeah I don't remember if this was asked on an episode or if I just asked Ellie in real life is that I was like, talking to them about what would have happened if one of us had said no. Um, and she was saying, like, oh, mm. I, I did have, like, other people in mind, but, like, the, the the group that we have now is, like, the group that she chose specifically. Like, this was the first call, and it was, like... Yeah. It was... It would have been... From what I could tell, it was, like, this is the, uh, the group she thought was going to work best. Which it did. Yeah. I feel that, yeah, I, I'd like to take this moment to open up the floor a little bit then because I know that um, Hamilton and Izzy, especially Izzy whilst your original cast is obviously a friendship group, you guys also came from like a casting perspective, uh, whereas uh, Seven Phaser came, I I was, uh, was kind of able to gauge from the like vibe on both of your cast when I listened to your episodes, but it seemed already like you guys were a friendly bunch. Was that also, were you guys a pre-existing friend group or was that a, a, a casting thing? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was, it, it was kind of weird for CS Draw specifically because I had known Alex mm. and Damien for years, and I had just recently met Catherine yeah. and uh, Neo for like a hot second. So I, I had played like one game with them through our mutual D- Dungeon Master car, and I was like, yeah, these are the kind of people I want to work on stuff with. And Catherine and Neo were just kind of the most available at the time, and I know, so I was like, might as well bring them all these people together. And Cass, I had yeah. also known for a while as well. Uh, and I just, I, I think, I think it's very funny how easily yeah. they all clicked. You know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have any sessions beforehand. Everyone yeah. had just met for session zero of our C S Drive game. You guys have awesome chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. Uh, it's caught me completely off guard. I was like, yeah. oh, this is going a That's lot awesome. better than I thought it would. I also, I also noticed like when it when you're just kind of brought together as well. If you don't know anyone, there that there's that awkward like moment of tension you click better with one person than the other i noticed that when we were working on stuff for the defectives club i mm. mostly worked with icarus with my, with our characters a bit more than usual and i do kind of regret oh, that because yeah. i never really had a chance well, to talk to you have or to come guess with your character on, for casper on, on <laughs> destiny that's the only way we can solve the problem <laughs> i, I yeah. simply guess i should <laughs> gotta fix it somehow yeah um, Faisal, what about what about you guys? Are you like, uh, were you guys all pretty solid? Yeah, it was. It was like yeah, I I uh, I didn't really get to cast anyone. It was more just like I had a pretty solid D and D group I'd been hanging out with for like a bit over yeah. a year. And I was like, you know, we could maybe make something with this. But the scary part about that is like, if someone said no, I'd I'd be like, oh, <laughs> make us a podcast. Um, so I'm just I'm very lucky that everybody I knew was down to clown. Uh, <laughs> oh God. That's awesome. Down to Amazing. Yeah, no, that didn't come Yeah, we had a we had a pretty similar experience with our WD where it was our pre existing D D group. Um that but then we've also kind of switched because I think as it will have been announced in the last episode, um we actually one of our cast members is unfortunately leaving because his PhD has so many time commitments. But so Whoa. we have cast someone else. I can't say who, but we'll I, know. I know because knows, I'm terrible at keeping, keeping secrets. I can't keep my mouth shut. I can't <laughs> keep secrets. As I know, I've been, t- I've been told by Will and Chloe yeah, yeah, yeah. multiple times, do not tell Am anything that you want to keep secrets. It's just us. It's just us. If you want to know, tune into the next episode on our second birthday on the 5th of May. But... 
I'm just going to ask Chloe, who probably had continuing well, right? the previous conversation. Um, is Izzy and Hamilton because I know you guys had way more of a casting process. So I wanted to ask a little bit about what what that was like for you guys. And you, you go first. See, you want to go? Yeah. Me go first? Oh, okay, fine. Um, so yeah, I did, I've been through two processes. Like the first day with the D uh, D game show, uh, Dragon's Jewel, we, we, I did a whole like, I just did the blast to internet. Mm. You know, I went to Reddit and to Twitter. I'd only like joined Twitter about six months before, uh, well, three months before I came up with the idea and about five months before we actually launched. So in amongst three and five months of being on there, I went, hey, does anyone want to do this really crazy idea? And I found... I think Izzy and Logan mm-hmm. through Twitter, I think it was, and then um, Ryan, who uh, who's um, sort of the the sort of dragon t- the person that keeps me sane, <laughs> uh, I found through Reddit, and then there's a couple of other uh, Luna who was on at the beginning as well. I can't remember where I found found them actually, but um, and then Rita came through Ryan. So yeah, again, it was just like just meeting people, and there was a few others actually at the beginning. Um, uh, out of there was a bigger group, and we just time wise and everything didn't work, and it was but. I think we kind of gelled yeah. quite well from the from the off. Yeah, is yeah. Anything, like, I think it went down time. pretty good. I was really, yeah. I thought it was a really good group, and um, yeah. And so that was, and I think that was just like as much luck and finding really good people. And I think also if you're doing that sort of thing, and you're the sort mm-hmm. of person that replies mm-hmm. to that, you're probably someone who's outgoing and and sort of like you're someone willing to embarrass yourself. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like. It, yeah, exactly. And you're sort of mm-hmm. you up for giving something a go and and Dragon Show is definitely something you have to you have to be up oh, for, yeah, for sure. giving everything yeah, a go. Really <laughs> on that show. You really it's do. definitely gotta be down yeah. to clown. Yeah, you definitely gotta be down to clown hundred percent. That's the thing now. That's the title of the episode. Down to clown. Yeah. Uh but then Oh, sorry. I was gonna. Oh, the only my only counterpoint was then when I did the actual play, went for a proper casting mm. process and did the whole like do like a proper like sheet and try and find people and asking all friends and favors for people to find. Like you know, I phoned up Am and chatted to her for about an hour. And I gave well, you about, two well. solid cast members. You did give me two solid cast members, and I found one from my other home game and stuff like that. And it was a bit of like piecing people together, but um. That was a that was a that was a different process, I must admit, and it was a lot harder. I, I found going through the sort of second phase than it was the mm. first one, really. I think, um, particularly, I think at the time, I don't know. Is, I don't want to talk too much, but like, there's a, there's there were definitely more people in the space when I came like a year into the pandemic than it was For at the sure. right at the beginning of the pandemic when we were doing Dragon's Jewel, and therefore I just got inundated, <laughs> and. And also it was just like, and on top of that, it was, yeah. So we ended up with two, mm-hmm. two actual plays because there were too many good people. Yeah. <laughs> that was it basically. Izzy, I know the Brain Adventures uh, casting format as having gone through it myself, very similar with, with the form. Um, and I know that in your last season, I don't know if you've finalized casting or recording that there was like, you guys had a huge number of applicants, right? Yeah, like I think we we were easily, we reached over a hundred applicants within oh, 12 hours. What? Oh my. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hit that number. <laughs> That's a great. Neither, neither Suddenly it's the that X factor. And you're just like, no, know, the fight is not interesting enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I do consider myself very lucky, I guess, in that I get a lot of experience with both as the main cast of Brain Adventures. The original cast mm-hmm. um, is a personal, like, 
we weren't a friend group, but we were all friends. Some of us had not met each other, actually. Mm -hmm. Hannah and Christina had never met before Brain Adventures. Wow, they have such great chemistry. They really do. That's so cool that you guys are able to figure that yeah. out. Yeah, so it was it was really fun. I I fully think uh, being like a really good judge of character, having really good insight uh, into people and the dynamics that they can share, plays a really a really big part in the casting process. Because that was mm. the huge like like I said, I had over a hundred applicants for the Defectives Club, and I ended up choosing three absolutely perfect absolutely 100 percent perfect people to star in that and i i I just seb and i are like give us more compliments yes Yes, we eat it (laughs) (laughs) we're both just the perfect compliments for the season it was it was amazing thanks bud um well talking i'm trying to do a good segue looking at my between questions hamilton my next question is again mainly for you but again i feel like this affects quite a few um of of the panel so um if anyone wants to jump in go for it i kind of wanted to ask so your show is really unique in that it started from a game show perspective and then sort of moved towards a campaign um and i also know that you guys originally were a podcasting platform and then kind of made the transition to twitch so there's been like a lot of uh, changes that have sort of gone on with Dragon's Jewel and I kind of want to ask what what that was like for you you know the benefits and negatives you found of like podcast storytelling versus yeah. Twitch storytelling and the game show format versus the um the the campaign format I'm just gonna pop your question in the chat so that you can okay. refer back to it if you need to yeah that's fantastic uh yeah so yeah, this is ADHD at work though, isn't it? To be honest. Hamilton like, and know, I are shaking I, hands. Wait, I want to do this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, this podcasting's fun. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Oh, someone's doing Twitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do Twitch. I'm a Labrador at times, you know, I just can't help myself. But I think the other thing was it like the podcast uh doing a game show requires not only like a heck ton of weirdly like a lot of prep it's so much more prep than when mm. i gm it's it's silly because you have to have all these questions set up and and you actually have to have things prepared you can't just turn up um and like let it let it roll and then on top of that then the podcast editing took forever oh, because you've got to like you in terms of like trying to get something that took about what was it is he two to three hours of a session get that down to something that someone wants there, to listen I to think it was one time that was like three or four hours like, wasn't it yeah yeah i think so and so i spent Ooh. eight eight nine hours easily on each podcast which is just ridiculous and having to get everyone's timed up and linking and like making like jokes land at the right time it was it was just diabolical. So I then went, hey, this Twitch looks fun. Let's just make this live. And then also, like, it's a game show. People want to be in, we want to make it more interactive. And it was the thing that we found, I found a lot of fun as much as, like, uh, like as I say, I'm going to say it many times, Izzy is, like, was hilariously amazing on it, as, as was Logan and everyone. It, the thing that we really enjoyed was when we had people, like, Am come on and, like, guest people. And, like, being a part of the community is the thing that, we really found was the most like thrilling sure. part when we did some guest episodes and so the twitch thing was like oh let's do that and then let's just get guests on top of that that means you have to you know how like wrangling people is always <laughs> interesting but it took the editing side out of it it just meant i had the big prep at the beginning and so that's why i went there and then moving back to podcast now we're doing an actual play as much as like yeah that's fun and like but it feels like that works better on a podcast and that requires less editing mm. again so that's why we kind of gone back really to cool. it but 
that's kind yeah. of what it is yeah i kind of wanted reasons. to in that case rope um uh sab and phaser into the discussion a little bit because i know you guys also work with a lot of video base um for your uh for your campaigns and i know sab you're currently transitioning into like a podcast format so what what have you guys found to be the main yeah. sort of difference between those uh those I've completely forgotten the word oh. formats. Oh, Did I just say that word again? Yeah, formats, media. Yeah. I meant to say mediums. 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 There we go. Uh, you know, I don't really have that much experience with like the different formats because uh, for my podcast, it's mo- it's mostly just audio that we do and we record in Skype. Mm. Um, the only video content I do is on the Spice Rack. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, well, the only real difference for me personally is that I just have to focus on like what my face is, facial expressions I'm making, <laughs> so I don't look idiot. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's, I don't know. I just think it's, it's new and interesting. Spotify has a new video feature, so that's where like, hey, let's try this. Mm. Um, and yeah, sorry, I don't have a ton of. <laughs> That's okay. I feel you about I feel you about the Luckily, facial expressions as a neurodivergent person who used yeah. to practice facial expressions in front of the mirror as a child. Yeah, like, uh, you're very yes. much focusing like I'm smiling correctly. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, like a smile is now like my resting face because right, right. I've like <laughs> practiced so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Seb. I cut you off. Do you want to continue? You're so good. Um, I have experience with both actually. Uh, before the dice signer, uh. My partner James, uh, Cass, and Alex and I, we were all, were all planning to do it, originally start with a, with a video, with a podcast meeting called the Homebrewed Podcast, capital H, capital B. Uh, essentially, we were going to be doing this audio medium taking place in the Eclipse Archive settings, but um, we decided, like, ooh, maybe we all got really busy mm-hmm. is what happened. And we what we noticed was initially we can't just say i'm gonna move here when referring to the map on roll 20 or i can't just be like yeah this is what it looks like because then the, the, they can't see i need to be very descriptive mm. of what i'm saying for a bit for audio medium um which i think is why the translation into video memes were a lot easier because they could see our faces we had a battle map out and i could just pop up images if i needed to i could still be descriptive but i just think like video was just easier for I totally me, get that you know and we are we're now moving back into an audio meeting with Alex taking the reins as a dungeon master for a module of the week campaign uh stone sleuths and we are focusing on like we we all are on the same page we need to be descriptive we all need mm. to be clear with what we're saying we can be we can we're recording we're not doing video so we can just stop take it back yeah. to the top again if we need to that's awesome so Izzy, Brain Adventures. Oh my gosh. Hello. Um, so I kind of wanted to gear this question towards you about the unique format of Brain Adventures. I know a lot of bigger TTRPG shows, or like not not bigger, but more well-known ones, focus... Oh, that was such a mean thing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> you hear um, that? <laughs> I meant... Wow. Don't. Continue, please. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say <laughs> Um, other RPG shows, a lot of them that I've encountered, focus on much longer form campaigns. I know we had the conversation before the recording started about the current campaign at time of recording. A Familiar Journey has been going for like almost a year at this point. But in the past, you guys have had shorter form games. So I kind of wanted to ask what the thought process uh, starting Brain Adventures was behind having those shorter campaigns. Um, I think we very clearly, like if you know anything about Brain Adventures, if you've listened to us at all, or, or honestly, even if you just check out like our social media, 
at brain adv podcast bt dubs um <laughs> if you check out any of that i feel like you'll pretty clearly see there's a lot of inspiration taken from other um like tabletop role-playing game shows the main one being dimension 20 obviously mm. yeah so the fact that they're an anthology series i think very much inspired the same in us but a big part of it of our own like personal why we wanted to do that was as seeming to be the theme of this whole little gathering adhd and being on the spectrum and liking to change things up it's the answer to everything (laughs) it it really truly does allow for a lot of creative storytelling to change it up to mix it up and because i went into brain adventures specifically with the goal of giving people who don't necessarily get the voice in TTRPG spaces as often as they should, Mm. that being uh, BIPOC and Mm. LGBTQ plus people, um, knowing that an anthology series is more compatible with a rotating cast, I thought that that would make the most sense. So that's why each season tends to have a whole different cast because I wanna give more people opportunities to share their stories and come out and be players and inspire other people like them. I totally feel that. And I think, like, actually, I was going to, you know, try and target specific people, but I feel like we all sort of come from that experience where uh, for RWD, in between seasons, we do one-shot adventures, partly to give our GM a break, but also partly so that we can bring in a whole bunch of people and kind of tell a story different from what our regular campaign is. Mm. I know that um, we've done sort of similar things in doma to give our dm a break even though we don't do as many seasons and then um obviously with spice of dice and uh uh dragon's jewel game show stuff and also uh kaseb you're part of a whole network you guys must sort of really enjoy featuring different uh different types of cast is that something anyone wants to expand on uh I wouldn't say we're different kinds of cast. Yeah. We're just one big friend group that can play Sorry. whenever we find yeah. like a topic. What I meant that to say was a different in. makeup of format yeah. in terms of taking changes at the, at the sure. GM position. Right. Uh, I think our main inspiration for how we are built would be mm-hmm. closest to college humors, dimension yeah, as a whole sure. as well. I think where we include it's like where we have like a bunch we have like our main group main campaign mm. being C straw we also have other shit going on with a bunch of other players in our group that we could introduce um i think it makes a lot a lot of a lot of us are just very close friends so it makes it easier so we, do, we know how we match with each other we know we don't need to vet each other all that much uh but i honestly hope that maybe like in the future one day we do end up expanding one big yeah network as well just connecting to other podcasts or the series with other players of course and, uh, um yeah oh please continue. yeah i was literally just about to ask you a question about the spice rack so whatever uh, you're gonna right, say yes, absolutely I, I, go for it the spice of dice is in its formative era it's just starting we're only like four episodes in with the one episode of the spice rack out um but i do think like in the future it's really good you guys should go oh, listen yes please do <laughs> i mean he's recommending it so you know it has to be good very good um yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so we're just starting so I, I don't think we've really had the chance to like rotate with people in the future I really do want to try and maybe get like some guest players in or maybe to have like you know a, a guest DM or like maybe just like running some cool one shots and stuff I, I just I think it's a thing mm. I haven't really thought about that much now that I'm like talking about it you know what I mean it's I think okay. a lot of people when they're like yeah I'm gonna start this they think about like the core group 
you know what I mean yeah and not like yeah, yeah I'm gonna switch it out every single time because I think yeah. when you have like For a sure. main group of people you sort of form some form of attachment right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you have to balance between mm-hmm. cool I love the people I'm playing with but I do also want to represent a different type of like group of people so I think it's, it's like it's that type like right right balancing act between mm-hmm. those two interests mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah absolutely um I know that oh god uh no, I'm just saying on the topic of guest DMs, I'm pretty sure it was out there that Phasia would eventually hey guest DM something from <laughs> Dice Standard coming up soon. <laughs> can I? Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Well, that's, that's the one thing that I miss the most. What do I see the same Thanks, British. Hello. Hello, Miss. Excuse me, excuse me, Miss. But um, no, I just. I, hello, right there, Governor. No, um, hello, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, long distance. It's derailed it's okay. completely. But it's um, my fault for asking a bunch of many people the... to do a roundtable. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think my point was, and I think the thing that everyone's brought up is, I think we all love though that. That's why I love the game show and doing the guests, and I do miss that the most. And I think that's the funnest thing about this space mm. that we have is the fact that there is so many talented, amazing people out there that. And the thing that I liked about the game show is that I could steal them for an episode, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I could meet loads of great people and just be like, I'm going to borrow your amazing talent and uh, and just enjoy your company. And some of those people, as Am can attest, just like become really, you know, great people that I want to just keep talking to. And so, like, I think that's the I think that's where I where I want to go with Dragons on the future as well. It's just when, you know, joining up with other people and just doing more of that because i think it's the funnest. for sure i, I think, think something that i found mm. um i've really found in rwd as well as other stuff is i am the uh producer editor um and main sort of creative team behind the podcast currently and i always get really stressed if we're not going to get an episode out on time and record on time and uh will another cast member um and my partner is always reminding me like you know hey we started this so we could play D D or not D. <laughs> we played sky on but rpg with our yeah, friends you're, you're... You know, we did this. You're not doing too well if you're trying to play D&D. <laughs> we can have, we can have yeah, no, we're, <laughs> hey, we're barely playing Sky on at this point. Like, um, but um, it's for me, it's sort of expanded beyond that. Then, you know, my, my university uh, D&D group to uh, just this. I've been really lucky to find this incredible corner of the community mm. with all of you guys in it. And I really think beyond being able to make stuff and being able to feature all of you and hear all of your thoughts about the TTRPG space, I just kind of want an mm. excuse to hang out with you guys um, <laughs> as well. So I think, yeah, uh, that's absolutely like spot on. Um, but jumping back to what Seb was saying a second earlier about Sea of Strahd, because uh, it's your turn for us. Oh. Um, yeah. It's my turn. I did want to say, um, I'd like to, I've heard you take talk a little bit about Sea of Strahd, both sort of, just between me and you as friends and also on your episode of the spice rack um but i wanted to you know sort of rehash it for the for the wonderful people here can you tell a little bit about your thoughts behind sure. it you know um what what wow. what your sort of where you came from a world building perspective because i've heard you talk about it and it's really cool and i want to hear i would i would love for you to share that with everyone if you're cool with that uh the Sea of Strahd is Curse of Strahd campaign, however, we have reformatted it to fit our homebrew world. It initially started with the Tales of Rising Tides 
mini group campaign that we have. It's a uh, it's a home game for the most part where people just play a game of Yay! pirates. Um, As pirates were yeah. intended to be. But re- our first I was going to say kind of game of pirates. That's exactly what intended to be. Yes. Pirates with extra syllables to it. Um. The, uh, the the concept of it was that these groups of pirates were fighting their way through against the government of the Salutorial <laughs> family who have convinced the entirety of their section to the seas that the earth is flat and if you go off the edge, then yeah. you go right yeah. into the nine layers of hell. Uh, it's clearly bullshit. Pirates are like, this is not true. Please listen to us. Um, but eventually our home game fell through. And But I really liked the world and I thought, why not just keep expanding on it? So uh, our first proper kit back into the world with Expanded Worlds would be Sea Estrad, where our, our players have been shunted back into the past of the Dark Ages, where Strahd is a pirate lord of Barovia of the northern seas, conquering them, conquering what they used to be their lands. Um, the conquer before the conquer. Um, I've introduced some new fun little tidbits of information about Bobbly Saga. Instead of it being a, a hopping hut, w- chicken-footed mm-hmm. hut, it's a giant crocodile oh gosh, galleon with crocodile so cool. feet and jaws. It, that is where this entire premise is sparked from, because I was like, what is this crocodile? I've taken a lot of real-world inspiration for the world-building for Barovia as a whole. It's, I've taken the Russian, I've confused mm. it with mm. South Asian representation, because... Mm. There's not a lot of South Asian representation in media as one myself, and awesome. I'm like, I gotta include yeah. them somewhere. Um, so the general the general mindset is fight your way back into the future. That's sick. Uh, oh, it reminds me of Samurai Jack. Plot. That's what I was thinking. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, because you described it. Oh, I was like, don't that. exactly. Yeah, that's very similar. <laughs> it's just like, Samurai Jack. Yeah. It's it's very mm-hmm. very yeah, similar. Yeah. Reminds me of everything. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminds so, me of. The question I kind of wanted to put <laughs> to incredible. the group is I personally the reason why and one of the reasons because it's you're just a creative person and it's a very cool campaign. But one of the reasons why I found it so interesting is my experience and my journey with uh, TTRPG specifically D and D is I have never run or played in a set adventure ever. Mm-hmm. Everything I've ever played in has always been all run has always been pure homebrew. Um, uh, and obviously right. I, that's why I, I'm like so fascinated with this sort of spin mm. on something set, um, cause I've been desperate to play set adventures forever. And I kind of wanted to ask about everyone's experience with sort of that, like set mm. adventure versus homebrew uh, stuff. I can speak on it. Uh, you may, you have the floor. <laughs> so, Do it. uh, predominantly we, in my home All game, which started a couple of years ago, we started with a set adventure and it was um sunken to citadel which i personally believe is actually the best 5e adventure you can play it's it's wonderful um i i i yeah that really, is, that is really making a hot seriously. take out there to make <laughs> thank you for the spicy take i went through a lot of the pre-written the, Meepo is it. the reason why, though, isn't it? It's because of Meepo, and you know oh, that's because the of like why it's every the best. little bit in that adventure allows you to <laughs> put your own spin on it in a fun way. And there are certain problems with it. There are there are lots of problems with it, but it's it's definitely got enough openness for you to like like you know do fun things with it that aren't just like go through and murder everything in the dungeon. Um, yeah, and I've we've played other adventures, and I've read through other adventures, and they kind of 
they have more issues with it on a base level, whereas Sunken Citadel has the issues are with it like the little bits rather than with like it as a whole. But um, I think if you find a good one, it can be amazing. But we did, I ran, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Yeah, oh, cool. and Same. there were some really good bits in it. There <laughs> nice. were really fun bits. Oh. There were also some bits where we were wildly bored out of our minds and just trying to get through that section, or bits where I had to fundamentally recreate parts of it in order to make it fun. And it's... Oh, I personally can never properly read through uh, a, a, a book, yeah, a module, no. <laughs> because they're really confusing, and my little ADHD mm. brain gets, says too many words, what if I mm. just did it myself? I think that I, mm. well, I used to run a home game version of uh, Rise of the Dragon Queen, and I have long since learned, I have long since learned that that Oof. book is the worst <laughs> out of all of them. Um, oh no, not sick. And, uh, and uh, I, I see why now. Now a little, a little mm. sick in the sense of um, cool concepts. Oh, no, someone is writing the most um, anger-filled tweet. I, I ran- right, yeah. <laughs> tweet us. No one, no one ever tweets hey. us. Tweet us at rwd underscore pod. <laughs> Get in the comments. Um, yeah. Tweet at me just at mxtaprince <laughs> just to, on Twitter. Just to steer the whole little Twitter. Just Izzy had Rosetta. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I guess similar oh, yeah. to uh, both Ariel and uh, Sebastian, I have experience with one singular, well, only one uh, oh. set adventure book, and that is uh, Descent into mm. Avernus. Yeah, Avernus? Yeah. I don't know. Everybody oh, pronounces yeah. it different. Um, I actually use that book that whole like adventure as heavy, heavy inspiration for employees be damned. Mm. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I, I actually ran through I that uh, adventure in order to get into the headspace of like, okay, what is being in hell like? What is that, you know, what is mm. the inspiration I need to take from this? And so I got a lot of good stuff from that. And that's usually how I use the adventure books is like as very light mm. resources. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think- I understand that. Oh, oh. Oh. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Go on, Ariel. Yeah. No, uh, go, um, you go. Oh my god, someone just stopped talking. I think the, the, the main thing about at least the official books is that they are way too expensive. Uh, and I, for the adventures yeah. especially, mm-hmm. uh, they're just way too much. The one thing and I will say about the official books is that they have perfected the first level bit. Like the bit where you are level one. Yeah. Every book oh, I've yeah. ever seen that's an official book, they, they do it perfectly every single time of introducing new players, introducing the mechanics and getting them to that right. that first fun yeah. bit. And then after that, it really differs on how good it can be. Yeah. I will uh, pass on to Hamilton, but I also just want to say the home game I'm currently running, I, for the first time in my mm. life, have decided to go really crunchy. And we started with a level one party oh. and balancing those encounters yeah. was way harder than balancing like level 10 encounters yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I can... I could complain <laughs> so much. Yeah, well, I was just going to say before. that I, I also ran Dragon mm. Heist for the first time. I DM'd properly, apart from like one shots in the beginning of the pandemic. I took over our group because our GM 
who was doing it before the pandemic uh, got quite ill and just couldn't handle and also got busy at the same time and so I took over the role and that's the one I chose was Dragon Heist I had to homebrew the crap yep. out of that to make yep. it good but it's good it's good and I think what they are, are good backbones yes. but they you've got it you've got to take I didn't go as far as Sea Estrada which is still mm, the best mm. thing I've ever heard I think <laughs> at the moment it's just so good but um the the but the Thank thing you. that um that I was going to say that like I from the DNS book club we'd like I read a lot of the the new adventures that are coming out more recently like Witchlight and Strixhaven particularly that are I think being much more like free mm-hmm. I found like what's reading through them that they, they are giving you more of just like here's a background here is a story you can play a, a, in but actually what they're doing more than anything is just giving you freedom for here's some mm-hmm. crazy places you can go and enjoy mm-hmm. and and do what you want to do in them and I think that wizards are picking right. that up slowly but surely and i think that's and, and maybe that's what a lot more people want is just like They're just giving us settings yeah. now yeah it's yeah. yeah. cool stuff go go have fun right mm-hmm. i uh I, I i appreciate the thoughts on like strict saving because i have i flipped through a bit i don't have the book as i just go to the local barnes nobles and i sit in the corner with the book flipping through it like yeah i know what's happening um I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on it regarding like there's social stuff that's very good in the right direction. However, it's not enough. Yeah. It's very expensive for how little there is in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I literally was about to be Yeah. Like, we're uh, your head. No, no, no. Uh, I yeah, just, yeah. I just want to come so in, here, uh, in the space with someone who's just truly just like never even touched a set uh, adventure, just like <laughs> homebrew from the get go. I think when I was about to start running my uh, uh-huh. deep, like home campaign, I was going to run a game called like something of the railroads. And then I read it and I was like, mm, this is boring. I'm just going to freestyle to see yeah. what happens. And instead of like a set story, I just took everyone's like backstory. I don't know if this is how other people like uh, make their campaigns. I just took the backstories everyone gave me and I'm like, how can I weave mm. this into each other? So it mm-hmm. becomes a For the yeah, audio medium, I am not yeah. Yeah. very hard right yeah. now. I think you everyone know? is. Just for like, sure, oh, for the sure, guy yeah. who murdered your dad, that's this character's ex. Like, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. This for, for oh! your kind of <laughs> pushing, pushing on that conversation, I believe um, our youngest member of the panel, and also I think the newest to TTRPG, I may be wrong. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah I am 19. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to ask: This is is this um, is the spice uh, uh, the spice of dice the first campaign you've ever run? How how are you finding it? Sort of this. I'm just jealous. I'm so I'm kind of jealous. You know, like when someone gets into a a show that you loved but you watched years ago, and you can see someone kind of doing it for the first mm. time. Um, um, and I just kind of wanted to ask how how you found that experience because it's it's so wonderful to see new young DMs new like, stepping into the space. It's, it's brilliant. It's awesome. Yeah, the Spice of Dice isn't One the first campaign I ran. I'm running a homebrew game called The Rise of Loth. Mm. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, Ooh. but I do want to oh. say, I, I truly only called... I, only, I truly only made Loth the big bad because I watched an episode of Drawfee oh, with yeah. Brennan and he was like, yeah. <laughs> I know what episode you're talking about. Yeah. I and I was like, yeah, no, Loth is a pretty good bad guy. And I was like, mm-hmm. a, I, yeah. a hot spider lady? Sure! And I do want to say, I think I, if I had to describe how I play, run games play d I do want to say, I think I play it 
pretty like superficially because I just kind of take the mechanics and I'm like Genasi Aladdin that sounds cool I don't know anything about the origins or the but lore no one or the, does. Whatever. you don't need to this is the yeah, and I just I'm gonna yeah and then like I started doing a little bit of research research about it because like you know I should know a little bit and I don't want to say I was horrified but <laughs> Some of them was bad because I yeah. started learning about drugs first because like yeah, little and then oh no, oh no. Just looking at like the lore of a lot of this. Yeah, so I came into the vaccine the good times and I got surprised with the racism. I don't remember what the first question was, but. But that thing. is a good point on the. Um, di- oh, sorry. I, That's a good point. The difference between like homebrew <laughs> and like running an adventure is when it's homebrew. If someone asks you a question, mm-hmm. you can just splurt out whatever you yeah, make, make it, up it up and make yeah. it how you want. And then when you start doing something based in like I'm doing one right, space right, in right. Forgotten Realms lore, and you're just like I don't want that, so I'm gonna yeah. have to change it. And mm. then you worry people are gonna be like. I don't know why I worry, but you worry mm-hmm. someone's gonna go, oh, that's not what they actually are like. Mm-hmm. You're like, like, well, like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if my home campaign was right. on a podcast or something, I'd get called out all the time. I'm not, I think in the middle of a game, like my characters was like, hey, why are the Genasis the one running the like Feywilds? And I'm like, uh, you know, Genasis are just like cool. pixie <laughs> hyper fairies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I've decided. Um it's it- it's it's super funny mm. too because yeah. when it comes races yeah. are super malleable. Mm. I think I I I I always get pick some sort of grievance with people who are like you have to stick to what the race you're playing is because uh, going back to Rising Tides, our very first home campaign, uh, Damien, uh, he he played uh, this nice. gnome named Yevon Lethen, but the idea was he wanted to play an Asimar. So I was like, well, I can't do Asimar based off the world lore they've already established, but we can use something funky. So we took a gnome, we took the Asimar. And then we changed the Asimar mm-hmm. to a Kraken yeah. and possessed another Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So it, it, we, had, we had a lot of fun well, a lot of fun with like the, the stats we mm. used because essentially the Kraken would slowly creep in and take over before eventually becoming this like voice that's and it's awesome. like buy me a chicken I kind of, nugget I want to share something with you guys that's about my home Ooh. campaign but I know yeah. that the people who play on my home campaign could listen so I think for comedy reasons it'll be really funny if I tell you it, bleep it out and then just cut back into all your reactions. What? I couldn't believe it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Should we just have like two minutes of us we... like spoiling homecoming? Yeah. <laughs> Fake spoilers. So that's my story in relation to that topic. Um, but I have some more general questions mm. to go yeah. through with you guys, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Um, so, and also just a time check in, we'll probably go for another 45 minutes Lush. and then call it a night if that's cool with everyone. Yeah. So, uh, bu- 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 I, oh, I, I yeah. do have a question though, just like just get out there, hijacking it. For those of you at home, uh, who run games as well, when it comes like to charisma mm-hmm. roles, like persuasion, deception, stuff like that, role play R O L L versus role play R O L E. How do you guys rule that social and? Oh, I have stuff? a good answer like, for this because I literally just made might... someone do this in my home game when we played yesterday. So my game Please. is quite well knit. We all know each other well-ish we have like a few people who don't know each other super well but generally i'll base it on the role if i feel like i'm playing with someone who is confident i'm you know gonna encourage them because they always will get i'll give them a dive inspiration if i feel like someone's done some really good role playing 
um, in our la- in our latest one, we had our fighter um, trying to mouth that he needed to sneak off and investigate a pirate ship whilst they were trying to buy some uh, like gems off the pirate. Um, and because I know that the player for the fighter is, is really into role play and kind of wants to get more into that, I was like, okay, if you act it out, I'll give you advantage. So I feel like if they mm. act onto stuff, I want to give them a benefit, but I don't want to mm. push them into that in case it makes them uncomfortable because mm. i've been encouraged to flirt I before agree. when my character was flirting mm. and i hated mm. it i hated it so bad and i cannot flirt mm. to save my mm. life mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, i agree i agree with that basically which is that if you if you put like even if but even if it's to say you describe something to me that you think you're going to do to increase mm. that potential for a charisma check i will also give you advantage so you don't have to roll play it out r-o-l-e it out if you've got if you feel like mm. but if they say oh i'm you know, I'm persuading someone and I'm going to put a couple of dollar down, mm. you know, I'm going to put some money down. And I'm also, yeah. I'm also just going to like, or right. like say like, oh, I, you know, I just sort of like give them a nudge and sort of give them a laugh and stuff like that. Mm. Then I will accept that, you know, I think accept it, but you know what I mean? As an I'll mm. say, yeah, that's an advantage. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, I think. But yeah. Yeah. They say, so you raise yeah. your hand? Sorry. No, sorry. The function. Um, I, I think I, hmm, when it comes to role-playing, I think how the person describes what they're doing, like effects of like advantage you know oh, what i yeah. mean like for example if someone's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna lie to the barkeep but the acting is like what we didn't do anything <laughs> and I'm like, okay you disagree yeah <laughs> you disagree. we you do you know what i mean no, i think uh, also gotcha. it really depends on like the characterization of a, of a character mm. you know what i mean like if you're if someone's playing like a character who's like Right. so nervous and stutters and doesn't know what they're doing then like like if if they want to have disadvantage on a charisma check that makes sense but if someone's like cool customer you know you know lying all the time down in the streets um yeah so i then you know i think it really depends on what kind of how do i say this i think players who go for more charismatic characters they know how to where am i going with this point <laughs> No, it's cool. Like, it's, it's good. It's um, good. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I know. Yeah. Where you're I going, I, so I, okay. If I just put like it. for me personally, I love playing charismatic characters mostly because for the role play specifically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. yeah. Like like when it comes to like right. starting out characters, my favorite start to have like at super high is deception because I think lying to people is yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> it's also super useful. Lying is fun. It comes up a lot in D and D. You're like deception mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah. I was gonna kind of raise my hand and also jump <laughs> off that point, which is that um, I can see that uh, like kind of jumping off that I have a tendency to play very similar character types as well. I play stupid, uh, but strong, dumb bitches constantly, all the time. That's kind of why I was so excited to play um, in Defective Club, not trivial too much, Uh, but I got to play like a smart person for a change, and it was really weird. That was very Um, fun seeing that internal struggle. It was really good fun, yeah. Um, I like had to take notes, but I kind of wanted to take this point to jump off and ask you guys about if you have a stock oh. character type, maybe. I know that we're all GMs, but we once in a while get a chance to play um, versus like what you first, your first character was. For example, I am a melee main, especially fighters. My my life's goal is to play through every single fighter subclass. Whoa, um, that's so many. But I, yeah, um, but my first PC... Uh, 
was um, I made her first, but I didn't end up playing her first because the campaign got postponed. My first ever PC was a pacifist life cleric. And we had our first combat, and I was like, this is the most bored I've ever (laughs) been in my entire life. Um, And so the next game we played, I was like, I'm going to be a uh, warlock with Pact of the Blade. And then I realized I hated playing casters. I'm stupid. Um, I just want to hit things with a big axe and uh, kill enemies. But that's just my play style. So if anyone wanted to... Ariel, you... Yeah, I can tell you for certain that the start character I always go to... uh, Although there's two, actually. Yeah? um, For one shot, I for some reason, whenever I play a one shot, I will play a character that looks like they are high but does not do any drugs. That's the one I don't know why, but it's my immediate oh, yeah. go to. I think it's because I'm like Hilarious. It's a I can play some character gold. and it's like, what's the power fantasy I want in life? To be calm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah, I don't want to be anxious I'm gonna play no, I want to be cured of anxiety that's, that's yeah. That is my um, yeah Izzy the normal character I play for like general things though is usually someone who's quite stoic but is uh, a little chaotic mm. which you know you would never be able to tell by yeah. the character I play on Doma that that's the one mm. I do Right, yeah, yeah, Delphi, who like yeah. doesn't understand money, mm-hmm. human biology, why oh. killing children is wrong. <laughs> no. um, it's complicated. <laughs> is he? Uh, I wanted to oh, to share boy. my life's ambition in terms of D anD D and the characters I play there. So my mission in uh, for that is to play uh, probably every subclass of bard. I'm a bard main, but I refuse to allow any of my bards to be musicians. Because I think that is a yeah. box that all bards really? have been put in for so long. <laughs> and I think it's, it's you know, I mean, if you like your bard to play the lute or whatever, that's totally cool. But my bards don't. Like, they're good at it because they just inherently are, right? Like, they just right. have that proficiency. But that doesn't mean they have to like it. So Their parents, like, like so force them to learn <laughs> the violin through, or whatever as right. a child. Through lockdown, through lockdown um, I started to build subclasses of um, D&D classes. Um, and I didn't manage to make my way through all of them, but I have built a bard subclass that is like a high school debate team person. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that is oh, cool. That's how you like good in like words, good at good at like dictation yeah. stuff like that. It doesn't have to be music. Oh, when I do my Mean Girls yeah. Strixhaven campaign, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to play that character. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Seb, I didn't he... hand. Yeah, sure. Izzy, I'm so sorry. I despise playing <laughs> More bard for me. You dis- More bard for me. I dislike them. That is such to- a strong word. I dislike them. <laughs> it is. From the- also, surprised. From what are the you, a bottom- sorcerer main? <laughs> no, the bard for me. No, the bard for me. No, the bard for me. No, the Surprise! Uh, I... From the core. I have played multiple bars through my time through Tabletop RPG, and every single time I have despised it. Mm. They, their spell lists are so not good. Counter Charm is garbage. Counter Charm is hands down the worst, and the features they get through the entire like level mm. of table is so bad. Mm-hmm. But Someone I'm is writing a very spicy tweet right now. My first <laughs> character was a bard. 
please we Someone need social media interaction <laughs> like send me hate online <laughs> I need please, send us, please send us hate <laughs> I'll say please. I hate clerics I'll say please, that then I hate clerics Someone are the worst me. f*** clerics whoa I do. I did realize, by the way, uh, I think I like as Clark's soon as Seb cussed first that we don't swear on our podcast. <laughs> oh, but I think it's fu- it's funnier. Oh. I didn't say it. I think it's funnier if I go through and bleep everyone out. <laughs> uh, 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 do it. I dare you. Hilarious. Um, my first my first ever class and ever played with Triton Bard and Pluvian Tempestus, who was a musician <laughs> bard, but I wasn't mm. horny type. Mm-hmm. He oh, just wanted to get back oh. to his wife. He he he. He, he he on his engagement storm hit and the island got destroyed and he got separated from his wife and that his whole heart was to get back to that. Um and my most recent character, Clancy Andrew Dewan, another uh bard, mm-hmm. except instead Ooh. of a musician, he's a chef. Uh all, all of his all of his cooking stuff. And I kind of came to was like, I can't keep playing a bard. And yeah. my yeah. DM for that game, Max, helped me add to the flavor of it. Ooh. He's a planar traveler. That's his, that's his, he's, a, he's a planar traveler bard mm. that uses the recipes and the extra planar ingredients to make cool, cool things. Uh, yeah, I just want to throw a quick what character type I usually play. Um, I love Mia Casta. Love Mia Casta. First uh, mm-hmm. character I played was a wizard. Second character I played was a sorcerer at Wild Match specifically. Why do you hate yourself? And respectfully, I cannot play spellcasters. Right now is a homebrewed warlock subclass called the Unformed Mm. um, and a Redemption Paladin multiclass. That's sick. I usually play casters specifically. I love sorcerers. Sorcerers are like the perfect class, in my opinion. Sorcerers are amazing. Love them. It is great. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just I'm, like, I'm not familiar like cool enough wizards, with you to like, bully oh, you about that currently, so I'll let you have that opinion. Right. Um, oh my god, but tell him you've got hard work. My daddy yeah. um, gave me magic, magic. So. I do want to say though, I have recently been for. Yeah. non-specific podcast reasons i have been obsessed with monks lately i've been researching a ton about monks, monks. Are they are pretty cool monks, monks are just cool. cast love well. me some monks uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's okay you can say why you're i do want to say hey for the uh audition what's it called the audition thing you're doing and then also for a, a an nvc in my in my podcast the spice of dice that maybe show up have you already met oh. them are they gonna be new who knows <laughs> um who knows oh yeah my main oh yeah so uh i've played so i played a few and honestly rogues are the best class i don't care what anyone says <laughs> Okay, and the reason why they're the best classes you have you you are never bored. You've always got something That's to do, true. right? Because you've got like you can just you you've always got a bonus action. You can always do you you right. can just do a ridiculous damage by just getting advantage on a hit anytime, and uh, you, you you and you can evade. You can you can cunning act. You can uh, do you know disengage. What's the uh, other one they do? Um, they've got. If you roll under a 10, yeah, dodge. Yeah, all these sort of things. Like, yeah. literally, you're, you're never disappointed if you're playing a rogue, right? You can roll un- roll under a 10. Because in all of my home yes, games, I've had a rogue party member, and they've been the bane of my f***ing existence. Exactly. Sneak they attack are the, they are is the worst thing, and I hate it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do love the proficiency bonuses. It's nightmare. very good. I am Jack of all trades on bars. Also, bull*** yeah. ruins my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Reliable talent. 
I roll under Cards a 10. Cards aren't supposed to play on everyone else's field. They're exactly. all supposed to move up to ours. Yes. Cards <laughs> are the rogue spellcaster, basically. Yeah, they? yeah exactly. That's it, yeah. Um, Which is a shame because rogues have such better talent yeah. abilities than Bards. Yes, exactly. It's so yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it That's doesn't make great. Sense. So, exactly. it seems we all have pretty strong opinions about the D&D source book stuff, <laughs> which is great. I love it. Right. I love I love so, the disc-shaped horse. Give me the disc horse. Um, but one thing I kind of wanted to ask about, uh, it's di- disc horse? Disc horse? I know. Um, I got it. Um, yeah, we got it. a very laugh. confused face. Um, <laughs> but I, one of the things I wanted to ask, which I thought would be like a, as much as we love our power fantasies and D and D, if you had like any money, any licensing for any TTRPG, you could do pretty much whatever you want, make a new book of whatever you want, or publish something completely new. Like, it, does, does anyone have any deep hearts desire? Anything you really yeah. want to go for? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um... Sorry. Um, I okay. This it's really weird and it's kind of out of nowhere. But I, I, I love the idea of taking cultures from the real world and putting them into mm-hmm. the game. However, uh, so I'd love to have just like an African flavored like type of like maybe subclasses or maybe like a type of homebrew world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'd love to work on something like that in the future. I I just cause I like. No one really talks about like there's just like a ton of like these like African mi- mixed martial arts, mm. which is just like so insane. Like I I did a because I'm Somali I did like a bunch of research on like these cool Somali warriors that like fight with spears, but they have just like a tiny little shield on their hand, oh, so cool. purely to like deflect yeah. weapons, so then they can. St- mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be really sick. I'd love to that. see, especially like as a melee person, sure. like mechanically, I'd just really love to play something like that and see how it worked. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go. So um, I've already created my own TTRPG, the Pokemon Dungeoneer Monsters. That's something that we've done on Brain Adventures. One of the the one shot for that is going to be coming out at some point. I don't know when this comes out. This is coming out on the. uh, This is also coming out in April. I'm just going to very quickly check my calendar. Give me a second. It is. I I have been mean to ask you about your Pokemon Homebrew. This is coming out on the 21st of April. If everything goes to plan. Okay, so this will come out like days after mm. that on the 23rd. So so the Pokemon one shot comes out on the 23rd. So I've created a, a TTRPG before and it is yeah. so much work. Yeah. And I can't wait to do it again. I'm working on another one mm-hmm. that specifically focuses on like, um, how would I put this? Like the emotional mm. spectrum. Turning that into essentially like magic mm. because uh, I'm a big cool. advocator for, or I'm a big advocate for people who you know, use TTRPGs as a form of kind of like, not therapy exactly, but as therapeutic, Mm. you know, as a therapeutic experience to share with people that you trust and people that you Mm. care about, people that you know will, you know, respect your boundaries and stuff like that. And so I'm creating a a TTRPG to help balance with that. And uh, I'm very excited to see where I can talk about those. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Uh, so I'm, I'm I, I don't know the actual phrase, but I'm uh, showing my hand a little bit here of I have been semi working on, I haven't worked on it for a while now, uh, working on a Monster Hunter TTRPG because so I love Monster Ooh. Hunter just in every capacity. And, but this is 
one that I'm building from the ground up, basically. So it's taking an incredibly long time and a lot of playtesting mm. with various friends and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's it's. But if, the thing is, if someone was like, "Hey, I've been working on this for three years and I have it now," I would immediately drop all of it and start playing because I love that kind of stuff and like love it all. It's so yeah. good. Well, if you need any playtesters. <laughs> Same. Um. Yeah. I I love designing big monsters. I don't. I I, I like I, I like the concept of creating monsters. There's so much that I've made my own like small kind of monster hunter world inspired uh step setup for monsters. So whenever you do decide to release, or if you want someone to play test, I can absolutely <laughs> put myself yeah. out there. It's very early it. days, but it is it's technically playable. Uh, <laughs> ah, technically that playable. Be, yeah. Technically yeah. playable. Yeah. Better than most playable. RPGs, to be honest. Um, <laughs> looking at you, AD&D. Um, uh, yeah, Hamilton, did you have your hand raised? Oh, yeah. I do have one. It's one that's been on my wish list for a long time, and it's very much in my... It's kind of... I want to take all of the music that I love <laughs> and make it into a massive world, basically, that's and cool. really focus on all different mm. music. That sounds lovely. But mix that in with Detroit muscle cars. <laughs> because why not? Mm. <laughs> because I think that would be, I don't know why, but I have this idea of like this machine god sort of mm. like a little bit, you know, sort of idea of like Detroit, but over the top, but then have that with like all these like gangs, which are based on different music, like Ooh. genres and stuff like that. And making it like a very- Watch out, of... the Beethoven boys are coming over. Yeah, exactly, do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> having like a classical crew. Yeah, no, totally. Having like, yeah, eat Exactly. Oh. I can have my emo kid I... moment in the corner. I can have, you know- Don't, you know... I love, like mm. I would see my Comic-Con romance later this year, you guys. I'm mm. so thrilled. <laughs> exactly, so there you go. So that's kind of what I'd love to make, but I have yeah. to time. <laughs> but it's yeah. on the list. Uh, so, uh, uh, last but certainly not least. I have had made D&D 5e shit oh, combat. You've done it! In the most Please yeah. give it to me, I need uh, it. I Hey, hey, I, have I just introduced an airship in the last episode, so please spend, send me that. I will no. absolutely send it to all of you. <laughs> I have sat, I, two years ago, February, February uh, I sat down and I said, I'm going to make ship combat for this pirate game if it's the last thing I do. And I did not sleep for three years and had a nosebleed. Oh my God. Oh my God. I did it. I finished it. It is completed, and I just need people to play yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do it. And I need to share oh the game. I, I, yeah, I need it for my home game. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is. I just want it published and people to see it because it is such comprehensive notes of how to build a ship, how each part of the ship works, different kinds of ship, how the speeds are affected, how combat works. Mm -hmm. Combat in this version is a conversation. It just goes back and forth, and I just need Please. people to play yeah. it. Yeah. And I do it. I I really have to. Okay. I have to give a shout out to my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful husband and uh, co-creator of Brain Adventures, Logan. He has also seem seemingly perfected underwater <gasps> combat in D and D, so that you can go in tandem wow. with your That's ship combat. That's so cool. I Give it believe... to me. Oh my yeah. god, hey, both of you. you yeah, <laughs> my campaign. Oh, it's in there. <laughs> my home campaign is currently like is like Georgian era black sails slash Bridgerton inspired, and they're currently on a ship. So like, mm. gimme. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I've sort of got Battle of the Bands down, but I have to. You have to ask Logan to see if he actually thought it worked. Yes, oh, that's, that's great. Right. I do it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's the only one I think. Of. So I think we have time <laughs> for two more questions. One's a proper yeah. one. One's just like a stupid, silly one. Um. So uh, the one I yeah. wanted to talk about uh, a little bit is what um I know that part of our focus on. Uh, sorry. Oh, Seb, you just dropped it in the chat. Awesome. Uh, one of our um, focuses is my podcast. Uh, certainly, I know that Dragon's Jewel as well. Um, and uh, Faisy, you said playing TD and D TTRPG came from this like inside time that we kind of uh, collective trauma that we sort of all went through. Um, hey, the plague! Whoa. Um, <laughs> And if everyone feels, I'll put a trigger warning on the episode, obviously, but if everyone uh, feels comfortable talking about it, I just kind of wanted to see like how, how you felt that's affected uh, your your groups, your the, the way in which you play, for example, I think. One of the things that we've discussed as a group is like uh, the effects of uh, disease, for example, used to be a huge part of the way we play and we've now just straight up removed that from any game we play because mm. we just don't want to focus on that at all. Um mm-hmm. But it also, as you know, on the flip side, meant that at least for the first few months, we had this huge amount of time that we could spend together and tell stories together. And now we're all working on nine to fives again. We kind of don't really want to stop. Um, so if yeah. anyone is comfortable and happy to talk about that experience, I, I would really love to hear about that. Yeah, of course. Uh... Hello. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I did say earlier before this that, like, uh, the pandemic truly is the reason I did stop playing D&D, because, like, me and a bunch of my friends just suddenly had all of this, like, inside time, and it was like, you know what, we have a lot of free time, let's just do this. Um, but I do think it's interesting what you said about uh, having illnesses be, like, a part of, mm. like, like, a game, and how mm. that's changed with, like, uh, how the world has just, like, reacted to COVID. Uh, like, personally, in my D&D game, um, there was supposed to be like a a, a yeah, plague for thing sure. that was released for by sure. law, but it it like at, at, over time I was like, okay, this is a little bit inappropriate. Let me just change it, and it's turned more into like a curse. Mm. Rather, I mm. think I think oh, I called it soul branding, mm. where it's basically like when you die, you don't go to whoever you are worshiping or whatever. You just join Loth's army of the undead. Mm. So if you get caught by it, you're like fucked whether you're alive or dead. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, it's, it's a ticking yeah. time bomb. It's, again, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a ticking time bomb, right? But if, originally that was just going to be like, yeah, it's it's a thing where it's like you, you catch and you're going to get sick yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, right. It, just, it feels inappropriate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. Context world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone have any more thoughts? Oh, uh, sure. Um, the pandemic was really, sure. Uh, the pandemic was a really rough time. Uh, because I had just lost my job. Uh, my store closed down because of it, and I, um, I, I, I was just at home. I had nothing better to do, and I had my friends come. Hey, you want to join this Monster Hearts Two home game? And I joined, and we played, and we didn't stop playing. And we moved into the D and D. We started new campaigns over and over and over. It was just a time where I could actually experience different tabletop RPGs. It was my first time. I was like, there are more games out there that we can be playing just for funsies. Um, I I found D and D or tabletop RPGs a whole to be an escape yeah. from the reality. Yeah. And I think that's something that kind of resonates. Yeah, I totally feel that. I think when actually interestingly talking about different systems, 
when we sort of my university group talked about like jokingly starting a podcast one of the things our forever gm wanted to do was they made it very clear that like okay if we're doing a podcast i want to do something different we play mm. D all the time i want to focus on a different system and we've kind of mentioned at the end of an episode that isn't out yet so you guys are kind of the first few people to know is that our home campaign our main campaign is actually ending this year. The story is ending. Um, oh, oh my god! But I have literally Artful. ten sessions. I have five <laughs> sessions left with a character I've been playing for two and a half years. Mm. Oh um, my god! I'm so devastated. Uh, but we we're starting Painful. a new campaign, um, and we're playing a new system, Ooh. and it, it's still going to be you know quite a small, not super well known one. But I'm I'm really excited to get to grips with it. Mm. Uh, Sorry, I very much jumped in the there. Thing, that's fine. No, I think the only thing I was going to say was the difference from like moving from, I played in person mm. before for like a few years and then the pandemic hit. And then the best thing about the pandemic, if we want to find there's a good thing out of it, like like finding the silver lining, is that it moved me into the internet and then the rest of the world rather than everyone within a 10 mile mm. radius of where I live to play D&D &D mm. with. And so like you know being forced to use zoom and understand how that works and all the stuff and like getting more into discord because i hardly really i use discord for my home games a bit like for having like talking like going back and forth on like what our characters were but i wasn't really in any other discord channel apart from our own one so this is what that's i think that's the sort of the, the silver lining mm. to all the horrible stuff that's happened yeah that's the, of course you know, that's mm -hmm. the thing yeah, um, for me over at Brain Adventures, we decided to, we, we had thought about doing a podcast or doing something, you know, with the community for a long time, like I think even pre-pandemic, mm. and it was only months into it, like it was like, I think we were in summer of 2020 when we decided like, let's just actually do it because we have mm. the time. And uh, in a weird way, you know, that kind of got us to branch out to old friends, Christina and Hannah, the other members of the primary cast other than myself and my husband. Um, when uh, Hannah lives in LA, which we all used to live in, that's where we all met. And Christina lives in Mexico. That's where she's originally from. She's living at home in Mexico. And so, you know, with the now the knowledge of knowing that like, oh, D&D, &D, TTRPGs, they don't have to be at an actual table. They can be online. They can be virtual with anyone that we want. Uh, that really opened up our minds and the gates to being able to, I think, provide the best content and the best time for just each other as yeah. people. And so that was, you know, right. similar to Hamilton, the silver lining mm. amongst all and the bad. On a slightly different note, I, I just realized our, my home grain has never been played in person. We started it yeah, online sev <laughs> several years before the pandemic even. Uh, and because we were all you know, quite young and all from different places around the UK. Uh, and so just played like that. And we, we like, it, it's quite funny as we've continued playing, we've actually branched out further of, we now have someone, we had someone from America for a while and then we have someone from uh, the Netherlands and like uh, all this stuff. But for me in the pandemic, it was a, regular weekly activity that like fundamentally allowed me to just kind of like have some semblance of time because uh, mm. outside of that I like I wasn't doing anything I my uni course was kind of in this weird 
space where there was nothing going on. I was like, and then after that was finished, because I finished in the middle of the pandemic, I just had nothing going on. And it really like kept my brain in gear every week to like mess about with my friends. And like, yeah, it was, but we've, the thing that we're struggling with now is that, yeah, as I'm said, we are all getting jobs and we're all doing, yeah. well, I'm not doing a nine to five. I'm doing wild ass hours. Uh, and so like, I haven't been able to play for the last mm. three weeks. And it's, it's like, it's sad because it's, you know, I want to mess about at the moment we're doing, um, we're doing two different games. We're doing a blaze in the dark and we're doing uh Mechasis, which is a, a wild system uh but it's a mech game and i really want to play those games but i just haven't had the chance for a while now and like we don't know we're gonna we're gonna be able to play next and the person running them is always tired and it's just it's really it's sort of like oh god what's what are we gonna have to do to in order to get this to work uh yeah i'm sure eventually we'll go back to play like if not regularly semi-regularly and it'll you know you it's kind of that thing of you always figure out a way to s- slot in that time for mm. a good ttrpg for sure i think um it's something that's been really lovely especially about this chat is it's so clear how much this community means to us and has sort mm. of impacted our lives and it's it's a really cool thing um i know that we all have to dash off for various responsibilities so just have one more quick question and then i'll let you guys do your outro which is that uh for my uh current campaign which is sadly ending soon we use the scion system which focuses on bringing deities from myths and legends into the reality um we have party members who represent um uh balder um from the norse uh deities we have a chosen of uh bast from uh, ancient Egyptian deities and, and a child of Sun Wukong from Journey to the West, one of the greatest texts of all time. Um, and I just want to ask if you guys could maybe play uh, a character in the system. Do you do you have any gods, myths, and legends also apply? We've got a child of King Arthur and a child of Robin Hood as NPCs. Do you guys have any immediate picks that you would have? Oh. I do. Oh, yes, I do. Go, I go, do, go. I do. We got to do quick fire because oh. Hamilton's got to go. Okay, so it's the, um, I, I can't pronounce her name in the native language, but it is uh, Spider-Woman, uh, the like creator deity for uh, Dreamcatchers and mm. Native American That's so cool. Uh, mythology. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go next? Uh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, go. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't know if she's a legend, but she was like this ancient African queen, um, Queen uh, Arawelo. Uh, she was like this like, warrior queen That's who like awesome. led her people into battle and she, she was just cool she was just a cool person that's so cool <laughs> she also had two husbands I think, oh my gosh give her. so we have like a like a like a dream weaver kind of pc and a, and a like a warrior pc mm-hmm. who's who's next in our party <laughs> it's hercules hercules, hercules. <laughs> Hands down. Okay, I love that concept. Yes. Hercules. Good. Hands down. Yeah. Awesome. Heracles. Greek mythology. Uh, Solid. Uh, the, the only thing Great. I can Great. think of is one of the, you know, like in the Ro- in like the Roman pantheon, they had a god for basically like every little thing, just like the oh, yeah. smallest like mm-hmm. yeah. oh the like the god of like I don't even know like I'm the god of wardrobes or something really like minor and tiny within this pantheon <laughs> that like 
and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm the child of a god, but you know, it is only in the god of my... like potatoes. Yeah. Uh, they in my favorite potatoes, book series, but, you know. there's there's a goddess of things that get stuck in drawers. Yeah, exactly. And you pray to her when something <laughs> gets stuck, stuck in a drawer. Hilarious. <laughs> God of sneezing. Yeah. Um, oh, Hamilton, you're last um, on the list. Oh my gosh, because I cannot think of one. Like, my brain has gone completely blank. I probably. Did the British just... not have gods? No, we didn't have any. <laughs> yeah, they're all crap. We did, and then the Romans <laughs> the came and colonized our country, yeah. and we forgot yeah, all exactly. of them. Yeah, I kind of like, I think oh. I kind of like playing like a crazy sort of sun druid. I think that that'd be, be awesome. Fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I went to like cool. an Easter, a spring event in, in like our local park mm. and we're near Stonehenge and there's like a little mini oh, stone there. That's it's so not cool. a real one. They put it in like 10 years ago. <laughs> it does sound cool. They, they did a really cool little like piece of poem. Like we do a poem for the earth, mm. a poem they did a verse for the sun, uh, for the sky, a verse for the for the water, and then you don't do a verse for the fire because the fire is within uh, yeah. It's kind of cool. It was very it was really cool. It was like a cool little like spring oh. festival oh. thing. Yeah, I could do so, that. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was Druid. awesome, you guys. Uh, we've got a rush on, so I'm going to do outros. Uh, I'll go first just to give you an example of what we're doing. Um, it's hello, I'm Arm. This is the Rendezvous with Destiny podcast feed that you're listening to. You can find us at rwd underscore pod on Twitter and in theory on Instagram, but I never post on Instagram. Uh, we have a Discord. You can come and talk to me. You can come and talk to these people if you want to say hi. They're all very cool. Um, and our next episode on the 5th of May, our two-year birthday, we're two years old, will uh, be our character creation episode of Campaign 2! I'm so excited for everyone to hear. I have a new baby and she's wonderful. Um, but that is where you can find me and what I'm up to. Um, we'll go Hamilton first because you've got to go. Okay, hi, hi, I'm Hamilton. You can find me now. I've got a new Twitter handle. At the Dragon DM, Ooh. I was quite happy with that one. Ooh. I just found that like the other day. I was kind of, I thought that was kind of cool. Anyway, yeah, and uh, you can find me uh, Dragon Stool. You can find that wherever you find good podcasts. You can find us on Twitch.tv forward slash Dragons underscore Jewel, uh, and then you will also find us uh, at the Fourth Culture, which is the thing that we're joining with this sort of bigger network of all like mm. international creators. So yeah, you can find find us there, and yeah, come and listen to cool. us and all that stuff. Who wants to Very go fine. next? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, hey, I'm Faisal DM on the Spice of Dice podcast. You should check it out. Uh, it's steampunk and western, baby. Super fun. Uh, I also host the Spice Rack, so also check out that. And please send in uh, audience questions or like funny stories at the Spice of Dice at gmail.com. Um, we also have a TikTok at the, the Spice of Dice podcast. Um, uh, my Instagram, which you go on, and my personal TikTok is Faisal with the Taser, F-A-I-S-A with T-A-I-S-A. And my Twitter is just, is just at Faisal well, but I don't super use Twitter. But if you want to tweet me stuff, go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Who's next? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. So I am... Oh. I am uh, Izzy Rebels, the primary GM from Brain Adventures. You can find us on all our social media, Twitter, TikTok, uh, and I mean, all of them, all of them uh, at at Brain ADV podcast. Make sure to catch up with us. Uh, A Familiar Journey is just finishing up uh, just uh, uh, just before this comes out. And then our newest season, The Defectives Club, once again, starring wonderful peeps such as Am here and Sebastian, as well as others. Uh, is going to be premiering in late May, and we're very excited to share that with everybody. 
Cool. Who wants to go next? Yeah, go. Uh, I can. Uh, I'm Sebastian Riley from The Dice Down. You can follow us at The Dice Down on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow me personally at mothking.nyc or TikTok at moth.city. Uh, currently, at this, at this point, we'll have our newest three episodes of Sea Estrada come out, Time Hell Travel, yeah. Vampires, and Pirates. And hmm. we should also have a Spotify coming up, Spotify, Spotify stream <laughs> that you can follow as well. Uh, and hopefully by that point as well, we are should have at least one episode Woo-hoo! of Grimstone out. Mm. I've got a lot I going really on. Take us home. She died again. Oh my god. Oh, no. That's fine. Yes, oh no. wait, no, you're back. There she is. She lands. It was cool. It was a quick death. Um, deck of many aces. Uh, mm. Uh, where I play Delphi uh, and do other stuff with it, as well as we were, I ran a short shot recently uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, people licked things they shouldn't have licked. <laughs> um, uh, we are an also... asexual podcast with an all asexual oh, yeah. cast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Iriel Evans, E I R I O L. Uh, and you can also find me the, the best place to find me honestly is in the RWD Discord because that's where Yay. I'm usually at uh, so yeah uh, those are the, just message me randomly I'll, I'll probably respond uh, <laughs> yeah she's pretty chill <laughs> it's a deal um, cool I have been cool. your round table person um, and this has been a really cool discussion I'd love to do this again Time. Hey. I have no idea yeah. how we outro Come this. On. I guess we could all say bye. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. 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 Yeah.